Hi, everyone. This is Jack, co-host of the Summer Reading Podcast, coming at you live, not live, but not dead either, far in the future, before we even start to tell you that we like to swear. It's an explicit podcast. It's not crazy, uh, but we do say bad words, you know, like fooey, and we call each other cur a lot, like almost nonstop, and uh, what have you. We're good for a good what have you here uh, here and there. So just so you know, if you want to protect your, your delicate paper ears from uh, our, our cutting remarks, um, just be aware of that. Like, I wish that I could come in and say, uh, yeah, I was just working with um, the uh, the Winkies, and they really like me. And they're like, you know what? You should rule them. Just go for it, man. And then I'd be like, that's a good idea. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I, okay, I think I will. I think they'll do that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it was Hello and welcome to the Summer Reading Podcast, where a professor and a librarian read and review all of the books you are assigned to read in English class. I am your professor. My name is Jack. My pronouns are he, him. And I am your librarian. My name is Marty, and my pronouns are she, her. And if you haven't heard it already, but this is our first time in the same room. Yes! Not ever. Uh, <laughs> in the same room for the podcast. For the podcast, yeah. So we're going to see... Yeah. We're going to see how uh, how that works. Um, and I want a disclaimer. At the beginning, you probably had a disclaimer sort of play either one of our, or both of our voices with, mm -hmm. like, uh, an explicit warning. Oh, right. Um, but I just want to be upfront with, for the next couple episodes, we're talking about children's literature. So we so will. I can't stress enough. We drink and swear while we do this podcast. So if you think this is a fun thing to do with your kid... Just know that. Just know that. All right. You maybe like maybe you're like my kid can say whatever they want. They can hear whatever they want. Yeah. Or maybe you're like no, you gotta protect the, your kid's baby ears. Baby ears. Um. So just keep that in mind. We're we're here. Uh, and we've been hanging out for. It's probably you got here like an hour ago. Yeah. It's been, it's been a while. Ca catching yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. So we're both about a, one glass of bourbon deep. Yeah. Um. Very scientific measurement. <laughs> Of alcohol. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's not like a pint. I did that, I think I did that once when I started drinking alcohol. I was like, could I get a cup? A cup. <laughs> could I get one cup? I say barkeep. <laughs> it comes in pints. Could I get... <laughs> I've never heard of this form of measurement. How do you say that? Pint? Was it pint? Oh, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, hmm. uh... Yeah. So yes, drinking and swearing. So how, yes. how, how have you been doing? Great. Right. I'm great. It's really nice to be here in the same room with you. All right. Okay. Check that off. Uh, it oh. is, this is the first time I'm seeing your apartment oh. and you have an amazing book collection, which I'm not surprised, but I'm also ashamed of my own very sad book collection. <laughs> um, but you work in a, the book place. I do work in the book place, but I feel like I should also buy the books, <laughs> even though I borrowed many yeah that's where i'm at with like oh i want this book yeah i would like to give my support by owning it yes yeah um, despite the fact that i i am a big support your local library believer Everybody support your local library and like just go to your local library even yeah. if you're just like hanging out yeah yeah be, be those cool kids going to Going to crafts at the library. Going to crafts at the library. <laughs> getting help with your job interview and that's, your voter's registration. Absolutely. That's what the library is all about. It's a community center. It is wonderful. And it has books, too. Coupons to your local museums. Mm -hmm. Does your library do that? We do. Actually, we just used one the other day to go to the Discovery Museum. What's... 
Discovery Museum? Yeah. <gasps> it's a I've never discovered it. Oh, it's a wonderful place. Um, I'll bring you some time with, with my little guy. Right. Um, it's very fun for, for little littles. Um, lots of, like, mm-hmm. interactive play. So I'd fit right in. Yeah, you would. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we were there for, for Dad's Day, um, and it was fun. It's a very you. Yes. <laughs> not not the dancing in particular, but like the, we went to a museum to do physical activity. and. No, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. So as if I, I don't know that you do CrossFit. Like, I mean, we don't have to share that we don't with have to the sh- world. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say you did it well. No, I really don't. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. <laughs> um, As a payback for when you outed my age to all your friends at that cookout. <laughs> I'm sorry I did that. I deserved that that outing of crossfitting. Um, how are you? I should be polite. I'm ask. doing well. I'm very tired. Yeah. Um, the semester is wrapping up mm-hmm. soon for me. When whenever this airs, oh. the semester currently in the right now. Oh wow! Is wrapping up. Okay. Uh, so that means a lot of grading. Oof. And uh, the, the it's just it's the worst. I even say this to my students. I, I say if you have a professor who says they genuinely enjoy grading, they're lying yeah. to your face, or they're messed up, or, yeah, <laughs> or they have a problem. They have a problem, but odds are you, as their student, know that by now. Right. right. You get yeah, to like the big pretty, grading time. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Yeah. To generally speaking. Um, yeah, yeah, grading. That's, it's nice. I like my department a lot. That's good. So that, nice. Yeah, it works out. Uh, yeah. All right, okay. So, today... Is a twofer. Is, is a twofer. So, we're recording two today. Yeah. You're not going to hear two today. But we're going to record them We're going to record two today. So, next, if you come back next week, and we're either loopier or more tired... <laughs> That's why. <laughs> That's why. Um... So we, because uh, it's been a while since we've yeah recorded. It's been a while since we recorded. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember last time we did Native Son, yeah, which was really good book, amazing book. If uh, you didn't listen to that episode, read he- that episode. Heavy and intense, but really good. But after that, I know I was very much feeling. You good? <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah, feeling yeah. like, no, like, totally. um, be, because we had a, we had a different book planned yeah. that will, that's in the pocket for the future. Yeah. Uh, but we were like, no, you know what? Yeah. Maybe we, some kids books. <laughs> something to lighten up the atmosphere. Yeah. Just yeah. sort of. Yeah. Bring us back to, um, sort of the, the good elements of humanity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Because. Uh, Native Son as important and uh, really brilliant of a novel it is. It's brutal. Yeah, and it's, it's the brutal side of humanity. And, so uh, it's yeah. just so today. Yeah. So to so today. So today. Yeah. So today uh, we are discussing the wonderful Wizard of Oz yay. by L. Frank Baum. Girl, Lyman is what the what the oh, L stands for. I didn't yeah, Ly- Lyman. So, have you uh, have you read this before, The Wonderful Mr. Oz? So, I thought that I had read it as a child, and then I was questioning my memory of reading it. Had I actually read the whole thing? Had I read, like, an abridged, illustrated version? You know, um, because if I had read it, it was many, many, many years ago. Yeah. Um, so, I'm going to say this was an iffy, whether it was a reread, but I, yeah. But it's not like, you know the story. I know the story. I was obsessed with it as a movie, as a kid. Um, 1939. Yep. And I was a munchkin in seventh grade. Thank you very much. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was a very tall munchkin. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's the only reason you probably weren't Dorothy. Yeah, probably. That was the height. Um, yeah, so I, I, yeah, I love The Wizard of Oz. I had big, like, nostalgia for the movie and the play, Mm -hmm. but then the book, I was like, I can't remember, did I actually read this? Like, but, yeah. Yeah. So, who knows? That's, it's a big old question. (laughs) (laughs) Whether this was a second reader. How about you? This was a reread for me. Okay. Okay. I first read this. Mm. So, my, my copy of The Wizard of Oz. Mm Mm-hmm. 
my original copy because we have uh i got this collector's edition walking away from the mic but yes i've got this like leather bound barnes and noble collector's edition which is the one that i got from the library yeah i think i sent you a picture of it and then i sent you a picture of this one which almost feels defeated defeating the purpose of like (laughs) hey i just sent you a picture of the book you just sent me a picture of (laughs) Um, see how they're the same thing. Amazing. Um, except my rugs in the background and then your rugs in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I originally got my copy of The Wizard of Oz, I think with like five other Barnes and Noble's classics. Okay. Um, and the, the roster of those five kind of changes because as, as you just saw, I have a, I have a fair number of Barnes and Noble editions. Um, and Barnes and Noble, if you want to send me free editions of books. (gasps) Yeah, uh, me too. too. You could reach us at... (laughs) Summer reading podcast at gmail at gmail <laughs> So I uh, among those with Wizard of Oz, I think Treasure Island, Peter Pan, mm-hmm. The Secret Agent by oh. um, Conrad. Oh, interesting. Um, it was the first thing I'd read. Um, what's this for? Joseph. Joseph Conrad. Yeah. Fucking of course. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Secret Agent. Um, that was even before I'd heard of Heart of Darkness. It was just oh, this like more obscure. Yeah text from his, his background treasure island i think i said yes you did um frankenstein um nice. yeah I, I i don't remember the specifics but among them was the wizard of oz okay and i was going through them slowly and i was in college at the time and it was sort of a herculean task to read for fun at the same time of being in college yep. and doing like theater in college yep. um and also being a huge nerd of being yeah. like i gotta do well in my classes or my I professors gotta... who don't know my name are going to be disappointed in me. Um, yeah, got to maintain that 4.0. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I had uh, made this friend mm-hmm. in uh, in theater. Uh-huh. And I was at her dorm room a lot. Okay. And we were hanging out. And around this time, I was reading The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. And she was sharing a suite okay. with a bunch of softball players that did not like her. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> and she, that night, it was it was always fun. Because yeah. one, it was nice being with her. Yeah. Two, she had a GameCube. Ooh. So we were playing Super Mario Sunshine. It was, it was pretty intense. Yeah. Um, and one night, she uh, breaks up with her partner over Skype. <laughs> Oh, no. So she asked for privacy. Okay. I'm like, you know, that's fair enough. If you're going yeah. to break up with your partner <laughs> over Skype, you might as well go to the other room. Absolutely. Um, so <laughs> I take uh, my copy of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz yep. into the common area. Just go Because, you know, it was empty at the time. Yeah. And I'm out there, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes. It's a long conversation. It's good. I'm like The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Um, and uh, the softball players come back. <gasps> Oh, boy. <laughs> and they, they come in, and you just got this vibe of, like, who is this random dude sitting on our couch? Get him out of I'm, here. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, hello. You know, the kind of, like, what are you doing here? And also, I hope yeah. we're not in danger. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, oh, I'm a friend of so-and-so. And they're like, oh, hi, friend of so-and-so. Oh. Um, and, and then it was just this awkward, like, period of, she, she like pauses the zoom call she she comes out she says you can come back inside yeah so go back inside and then i just sit in the corner oh, no. as they resume the no. the skype call oh. while i'm trying to read the wonderful wizard of oh, oz so terrible <laughs> um, wow and i walk out of that being like this is this was a weird night. Yeah, this was yeah. a weird night. I feel like if you saw that in a movie, you'd be like, "That never would happen." <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, but I liked it then, and I like it now. Good. Um, Good. <laughs> not necessarily breaking up with your partner. No. But reading The Wizard of Oz. Reading The Wizard of Oz is <laughs> really nice. It's very okay, you know. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Wow, that's intense. So that was my first experience w- reading this book. Okay. Obviously, I'd seen the movie a bunch of times. Yeah, and, of course. Um, I think it's the only a matter of minutes until we get like a, a direct remake. Yeah. Now oh God. Of absolutely. it, because there was that 2013 James Franco movie oh, they made about Oz. Yes, I never saw that. Which was a. Uh, you didn't miss much. Okay. <laughs> I didn't really think I did. Did you ever see the horrifying Return to Oz movie? No. Me? From 1985? Yes. 
so that was a, again, horrifying movie that I saw snippets of as a young child and never, ever want to see again. <laughs> very scary, uh, very dark. Um, yeah. And I, I was actually thinking as I was reading this, I was like, maybe I should go back and try watching that or like read the entire Wonderful Wizard of Oz series Mm-hmm. And then watch that movie and see like where where they mined from. Mm-hmm. We yeah. should we should do a movie night. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> I'll show you Chicken Run. <laughs> we'll do Return to Oz. Return to Oz. And then maybe if we have time, we'll do the Greta Gerwig Little Women. Perfect. <laughs> we'll Eight do that. Eight hours later. Eight hours later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, your husband's like, I want to watch the game. <laughs> Okay, we're good until football starts. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I wanted to start today. I didn't tell you about this. No. Uh, I wanted to start today with a little game. Oh, uh-oh. Um, <laughs> if you'd be down. I, I'm, I'm down. I don't know if I'm going to win, though. I don't remember. I This isn't an original idea. Okay. Um, but I don't remember where the idea came from. Okay. So, uh, if a lot of people get angry about it, or if anyone knows... <gasps> Tell us. Tell us. Yeah, um, or, and then we can properly give credit at a later date. But I have a uh, a little pop quiz Uh-oh. Uh, for you. Oh, no. It's only five questions. Okay. And I am going to read off for each question uh, a, couple, a couple names. Okay. And I want you to pick out which of these names is actually a character in... L. Frank Baum's series, Oz. Okay. All right. Um, so do my best. If uh, mm. you sort of mentioned it um, earlier, yeah. but L. Frank Baum in his lifetime wrote 14 yeah. Oz books. Amazing. Um, and then someone else took up the mantle after he'd passed. Oh, I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, so there, oh. there's a, a couple, a handful, I don't know how many books that are okay. in the Oz quote-unquote continuity oh. that he did not write. Um, last I checked. That, that that was the case. Yeah. Um. So I wanted to choose characters that Bomb himself had okay come okay. up with. Yes. Um. If not, um, we all make mistakes. Yeah. Right, okay. So, <laughs> so question number one. Okay. Which of these is a real character from? Yeah. I'm so anxious. <laughs> Oz, is it A, Sawhorse? B, Hammerhead, or C, Crabclaw? I'm saying A, Sawhorse. It is Sawhorse. Yes! Okay. It is Sawhorse. Thank so goodness. Sawhorse is a Sawhorse. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's in the Return to Oz movie. Oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah, so here I'm on the website um, Flavorwire. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Usually I'd be skeptical of these kinds yeah. of websites, but I get the little padlock symbol that says this is this one's good. So, legit, yeah. with a humble notch for a mouth, two wooden knots for eyes, and a tree branch for a tail, the sawhorse is exactly what its name implies. So perfect. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Okay. Question okay. two. All right. Pick the real character. Is it A. Tuppence the Twine Tiger, B. Hunch the Paper Dwarf, or C. Bungle, the glass cat. Mm. It was Tuppence was A, the twine tiger. B was what? Hunch, the paper dwarf. Hunch, the paper dwarf. And C was the glass cat. Bungle, the glass cat. So I'm worried that I'm just choosing the first one, but I feel like it's Tuppence. Okay. Am I right? No, no you are not. Wrong. The correct answer is Bungle, the glass it is cat. Bungle. Wow. Yeah. Uh, if I bring it up here. Apparently, no one in Oz got the memo about this magic powder because everyone and everything is tampered with using the potent dust. The magician, Dr. Pipped, wanted to create a, a cat for his wife whose sole purpose was to catch mice. Oh. So, using magic powder, Dr. Pipped invented or fathomed the glass. Bungle the glass cat. Wow. All right, okay. Okay. So, right, so I'm one, one and one. Yep. One and oh. One and oh, right. <laughs> All right, question three. Okay. This is a species. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Is it A, the Utensians, B, the Instrians, or C, the Capricorns? 
I'm going B, the Instrians. The Instrians. No, no, it is the Utensians. got it. <laughs> it's a species of people who are, as the name implies, and as Flavorwire calls, yep, an entire race of living utensils. Awesome. So it's like Beauty and the Beast. It's just like Mrs. Potts. No. Oh, yeah. I guess that's not as original as I thought. No, but I mean, <laughs> well, I Beauty was... and the Beast came much later. No, the original Beauty and Beast but I don't fairy know. tale? Did they actually turn into... Did the servants turn into utensils in the original? I don't think I did. have no idea, but my gut instinct is that fairy tale would not nearly be as successful if the plates were regular. True. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question wow, four. Utensians. Okay. Ready for this? Four. Okay. Oh, I'm failing hard. Is Pick the real character. Is it A, the mighty, mightily masterful Dr. Snickleway? B... Uh, the highly magnified Wogglebug, or C, the superbly horrid Bilge Beetle. Oh, I'm saying Bilge Beetle. Bilge Beetle? Yes. It is not the Bilge no! Beetle. No, which one was it? It was B, the highly magnified Wogglebug. I almost said that one. The highly, and that one's just the like a, fan, a fancy bug, if I remember right. You can't. Oh. Don't look at this. Oh, okay. Don't look I'm at sorry. this. Um, I don't read. I, I can't read. <laughs> Actually, I'll, I'll look it up. I'll look it up after. Okay. Um, all right. Okay. This is the final question. Okay. This one, I'm actually going to give you the character. Okay. But you have to tell me the character's real name. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So this character is called Button Bright. I want you to tell me this character's real, real name. All right? Okay. Is it A, Sebastian Aurelius Vellisley Mignon of Bath? Okay. Is it B, Saladin Parasilis de Lambertine Evagni von Smith? Okay. Or is it C, Sherazad Herodotus a la Libertine del Green? A. A, so you are choosing Sebastian Aurelius Vellisley Mignon of Bath. Yes. Okay. It is not A. Oh, no. It is B. Wow. Saladin just... Parasilis de Lambertine Evagne von Smith. Wow. And who is that person? So that's Button Bright. Button Bright. <laughs> I can uh, see why Button Bright chose to go by their nickname. Yeah, Button Bright. Button Bright. That's You're so cute. Bring it here. Uh, is a character who first appears in the 1909 book, The Road to Oz. Okay. When Button Bright first appears, he is shown as a little boy who answers most questions with, don't know. <laughs> don't, we've all been That's there. That's so great. Uh, it's the, like me for this quiz. <laughs> <laughs> this is, and this is straight from the Wikipedia page. So, uh, in the story, Button's head is temporarily changed into a fox's head by King Dox of Foxville. Oh. It's good to have like a theme villain. Definitely, yeah. Um, like Batman <laughs> gets it right, you know? <laughs> Um, upon arriving in the land of Oz, Belina and TikTok took Button Bright to the Truth Pond so that he could regain his head. He later makes an appearance at Princess Ozma's birthday party. Wow. So that essentially just reads like a Mad Lib. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Of that. <laughs> I mean, I do. I recognize TikTok and Princess Ozma. Because, again, I think they were in the horribly frightening Return to Oz movie. Return to Oz. So, I think. <laughs> Ain't that just the way? Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, thank you for playing. Guess yeah. the real character. I got one. You got 20%. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Professor Kroll. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, wait, am I supposed to say your last name on this? We say our last names every oh, episode. That's true, we do. I'm sorry. God. <laughs> if anything, you probably just blew someone's mind with how it's pronounced. <laughs> true. <laughs> um, all right. Okay. So. Um, the Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Mm -hmm. I got my notes right here. So it came out slash was written in 1900. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. 120 it year old book. Crazy. Yeah. Um, and it's still such a, a <sighs> iconic iconic yes. thing. When I think of um, I like to think of like the American mythos. Yeah. A lot. So we have like the Roman mythos and the Greek mythos, where yeah. you know you have like the Greek gods, the Roman gods. Right. Um, then you have things like folklore. Yeah. Um, and. I don't really think that essentially because the history of America is still relatively young compared to the history of humanity. Right. Um, the mythos isn't the same. Like yeah. I think now we have the burgeoning community of like 
people who follow the stories of cryptids yeah, and stuff like right, that. But right. then when I think about the uh, American myths, I think of Johnny Appleseed yep. and I think of Uncle Sam. Yep. Um, and I would go so far to say uh, the wonderful Wizard of Oz is a part of that. I would totally agree with you. Yeah, I, I yeah. think the Wizard of Oz is just so ingrained in American culture that you could just call someone Dorothy and they have a frame of reference. Yep. You yep. can call someone uh, a scarecrow or a tin man or a <laughs> yeah. wicked witch. I think Wicked Witch in particular with the rise of Wicked. Yeah, um, definitely. Is, uh, it's like a working vernacular yep. that we have based yep. off of all of that. So that, One of my go-to Halloween costumes is a Dorothy costume. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's great, yeah, right? Absolutely. Um, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so uh, it was written by L. Frank Baum or Lyman Frank Baum. Lyman. I can't believe he chose to not go by Lyman. It was his uncle's name. Oh, and okay. he didn't care for it as much. Fair. Yeah. Um, but also like, it, cause I also feel like if I was to choose like between Frank and Lyman, and Lyman I would totally I'd, go Lyman. I'd take Lyman. Yeah. Um, and plus it also feels like Lyman is a 2022 name. It, yeah. Yeah. Frank feels like it's not a 2022 name. No, I agree. Um, Frank feels more like a 1900. Yeah. So, a 19- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Mr. Mr. Baum, uh, born in New York in 1856. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's up here too. I know. I'm just looking at his amazing mustache. That's a good. That's a, like a hero shot. Really good. He, he's there. He's like, yeah, I know, Photo. I did it. Yeah. Uh, and he died in Hollywood. Oh, okay. In 1919, which kind of surprised me because 1919 oh. feels weirdly long ago. Yes, it does. And also, like, if Wizard of Oz was published in 1900, he. Ch- churned those out yep so, so fast he started writing children's fiction in his 40s okay um which i think is a call to inspiration yes uh, of I that because i i feel like i i hear the story of mary shelley wrote frankenstein when she was 19 years old yeah. and that is like that doesn't make me feel good at no, all it's earth shattering um yes, i totally agree <laughs> but then you're like oh l frank Baum wrote one of the most influential books i would say of the american canon agreed in, in his in 40s, 40s. Yep. so i'm like yep. like that's that's pretty good it is yeah. um yeah so he wrote 14 oz books okay um and then as i said i believe the mantle was picked up by amazing i had no idea by there someone were so else many. yeah well because i think have you seen it i've definitely seen it. it's been in like my barnes and noble cart for years of like the box set the box set of Absolutely. um the whole oz yeah. and it's like five omnibus oh editions yeah. um absolutely insane yeah it's huge um so he did that and uh said he had a comfortable upbringing according to biography.com and i loved this weirdly specific detail mm. his father owned a barrel factory <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> that is incredibly specific wow are there still barrel factories out there no so i was thinking about that's that that's so cool because i feel like we we live in the age of mega corporations yeah. So I don't think that there is a barrel factory. Right. We'd have a barrel factory and a cereal factory and a prosthetic leg factory yeah. and a chocolate bar factory, and they'd all be one factory. They'd all be the same. <laughs> yeah, they'd all be owned by Jeff Bezos or whatever. But I love, I love the specificity. Wow. I love like Bomb grows up and he's all yeah. like, "Dad, I want to be a box man." His dad's like, we've been barrel people. My father was a barrel person, and your father was a barrel person, and barrel. his father before him was a barrel person. You oh think they'll God. go over Niagara in a box? <laughs> All the way down. All the line. way down. Oh my God, that is amazing. <laughs> and they would not go over Niagara in a box. <laughs> and, and so. Um, to sort of frame our discussion today, there's this really lovely quote from Baum himself about Ooh. the wonderful Wizard of Oz. Oh, I want to hear. Um, and uh, if this is too difficult to read, I'll, I'll just go to the internet and my mom can cut it together. Yeah, um, good. The wonderful Wizard of Oz was written solely to pleasure children today. Now, we wouldn't say pleasure no. anymore. Please. Um, but, so, I'm going to say that again, but I want people to know I'm going to replace the word with the word please. Yes. Um... The Wonderful Wizard of Oz was solely written to please children today. Uh, it aspires to be a modernized fairy tale in which the joy and wonderment are retained and the heartaches and nightmares left out. Mm, I love that. So I, I think that's really lo- like lovely yeah. and it kind of pairs 
well, I think, with this quote I found from Sparknotes, okay. um, where Sparknotes did a couple sentences on each of the main characters in the book. And one of the things that Sparknotes had to say about Dorothy was, despite being the main character, she changes very little. She does. Agreed. Um, yeah. And that's yeah. a really interesting point of saying, Dorothy is our main character, but she's like the only person besides maybe Glinda who doesn't have like an arc who doesn't like yeah. change at all yeah. she she's like the fulcrum on which all of these other characters are weighed right um because right. like you meet all of the these other fun characters yeah. and they're like here's how i want to be different and here's how i want to be different and dorothy's like i need map quest yeah i just uh, want I need... to go home that's all i need <laughs> that's yeah. It. yeah um so uh to begin, a little bit about Wonderful Wizard of Oz. It feels weird having to summarize it because it just seems like I such know, a... I it seems like such a... Um, yeah, like what you were saying, it's it's so much a part of our, our canon. Yeah. Um, I, but... If not the, the quote-unquote academic canon. The canon. The American yeah. canon. The American canon, um, yeah. So, so, Wonderful Wizard of Oz has Dorothy. Yep. Little girl from Kansas. Little Kansas girl. Little girl from Kansas. And she lives in the gray, gray area of Kansas. Everything is dull and not colorful. But she's not unhappy. She's not unhappy. Which is like... Which is really sweet. Which it'd be like, oh, if Bomb was like, if she was unhappy. Right. And then she goes to this really colorful place. And learned that she still loves the mundanity of her regular life. Yeah. That's kind of changing. Right. But maybe that's too close to a nightmare. Self-reflection. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so it's her. She has a dog named Toto. She has an Auntie M and an uncle for the life of me. Can't remember Henry. his name. Already gone. Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Already gone. Um, uh, Cyclone takes her house away, yeah. uh, lands in Oz, kills a Wicked Witch of the East. Um, immediately showing up. She's, what, 8, 12? I don't know. Already killing local powers. I mean, yeah. Um, and, uh... <laughs> Secret badass. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh... She's liberated the munchkins. Mm-hmm. So, the... Oz is divided into these different territories. Yeah. Munchkin land. I think that being the best known. Yes. That in the Emerald City. Yes. Those are the two well-known. They do, in the story, travel through several other little... Yeah, there's there's the land of the Winkies. Yeah. There's the land of the Quadlings. Yeah, what was the one that was... Oh, my God. The other one. The other one. Gillikins? Yes. Trillikins? I don't know. Something, something? like that. It's, yeah. it's, been, it's, it's, it's been a minute. Tangential. Yeah, it's fun. Um, <laughs> uh, but she has to go on a quest to try to get her... Get home, and there's this witch. She's a good witch. She came down in a bubble dog. Um... <laughs> You're gonna, see, you're gonna look at me. You're gonna tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> she came down in a bubble dog. Oh my god! So bad. <laughs> um, Everybody listening, you better Google that. Uh, she came down in a bubble dog. <laughs> Amazing moment in YouTube history. Um. <laughs> and uh, she says the wonderful Wizard of Oz can give you what you need. Um, follow the yellow brick road. So she goes, she follows the yellow brick road and she, she makes friends. Yeah. So she meets the scarecrow who wants a brain, the tin woodman. Yes. Not the tin man, but the tin woodman woodman. who wants a heart. Heart. Um, also one of the most brutal, I think, stories in the book is the tin, the tin woodman's. Um, Which again, you think about like he didn't want nightmares, but then you have this. Say, we'll, we'll come back around we'll to it. Chop everything um, off. Then the cowardly lion who wants yeah. courage. Yeah. Um, which always bothered me because it wasn't like a body part. Oh, interesting. It bothered me because it felt like it was off pattern. So it's like ah. if the Tin Man wanted love and the Scarecrow wanted intelligence, yeah. I would be totally cool with the the lion wanting courage. Yeah. But because it's a brain, a heart, and courage, <laughs> I grew up being all like, what part of the body is... Where is courage? Is it like the gallbladder? Like the liver? Like... <laughs> the spleen? <laughs> Where does that live? Prefrontal cortex. <laughs> um, so they go... They, it's a, uh, shenanigans ensue. Mm-hmm. One thing leads to another. They get to the Emerald City. Yeah. They meet with the wizard. He meets with them one at a time. Um, he says, I'll give you what you want, but you have to kill... The Wicked 
witch of the west. You have to kill the leader of the opposition. Oh my gosh. Um, and Oz, you jerk. They do it. Yeah. They manage it. You know, famously, famously, bucket of water. Yep. Uh, they go back. Um, Oz, average Joe, yep. Nebraskan. No, I love that. Um, yeah. The the Wizard of Oz, I think, is one of my favorite characters in all of literature. Really? Yeah, because I relate to him. I think because he's a an accomplished faker, and, <laughs> and I think that's why I. Uh, that's you, Jack. <laughs> I feel connected to him. Um, no, you're not a faker. And uh, he um uh he's like, oh, okay, I'll help you, but. Uh, again, one thing leads to another. He gets carried away by Balloon. They go to find Glinda. Glinda says, you have it. You've had the power all along. Yeah. Um, and Dorothy uses the shoes that she got from the Wicked Witch to of the home. East to go home. Yeah. Yep. The end. The end. I know. Um, it is. It's so... Um, God, it's like a little pocket. You know, it's such a it's such a neat little story, and it's interesting. It's cool that he chose to continue the tale. Yeah, that he chose to because it feels so, it feels like a done. Yeah, thing. yeah. Um, and not only that, I have the name of the person who continued the series. Ooh, who was it? If you're interested, yes, I am. Um, I love this name. Her name is Ruth Plumley Thompson. I want to have tea with her. Uh, Ruth Plumley Thompson. Ruth Plumley Thompson. That's uh, lovely. With that. All right. So, what do you think about this book? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. So there's um, there's so many things that I love, and of course, I famously didn't bring my notes today. But um, famously, because you keep bringing it up. Because I keep bringing it up. Out of everyone here, you're the only one I who is bothered by it. I know. I just feel like. <laughs> Um, I want the listeners to know, Marty bought a, brought a whole charcuterie. <laughs> she brought fresh tomatoes. She cut them herself. She knew we, pizza was on the way. <laughs> I brought the appetizers. And she's upset because she forgot her notes. <laughs> it's fine. I know. Anyway. Anyway. I will stop putting myself down. I love this book. Um, I There are many elements of it that I love. One of them being... Um, just the overriding sweetness of the friendships that form and how... It's a book about friendship in a lot of it ways. Is so, it's so beautiful because it's like Dorothy meets the Scarecrow and it's just like, how can I help you? And, oh, you're going this way. Can I come with you? Of course you can. Like, da-da-da-da-da. And then they meet the Tin Woodman. And it's the same thing over and over. And it's just this, they're building this small little community as they travel together. Yes. And it's beautiful. Yeah, can I build off of that? Yeah, please. What I love about that in particular yeah. is the whole book is not how Dorothy can help these other people. Exactly. Uh, it becomes clear as the book goes on, that sort of core group of characters yeah. goes from, Dorothy has helped us, we love Dorothy, yeah. we are going to help Dorothy. Yeah. So, it, like, these moments when they're in the poppy field. Yes. And Dorothy... And the lion, I guess because they're both mammalian. Um, like <laughs> Because they need to sleep. Because they need to sleep, can't get through it. But yeah. the scarecrow and the tin woodman are like, okay, we can help Dorothy right now, but we have to come back for the lion. Right. It's not like, well, it was nice knowing you, lion. Yeah, I know. You've become always, a liability to the adventure. Right, they always circle back. They always help each other. They always find a way to come together again. Mm -hmm. And And part of what's beautiful about the fairy tale nature of it is it's like, it's instantaneous. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like they meet each other and they're like, "Oh, we like each other. We're friends. Okay, let's go." And it's it feels very much like when you see kids on the playground and it's just like, "Oh, hey, like you've got a ball. Let's play ball together." Yeah. And you like blue? I like blue. Yeah, and then they're just it's the, this is my new best friend. What's his name? I don't know. Like it's just <laughs> yeah. like this beautiful innocent. No, it's sort of connection. I don't know his name, but I know that an axe tore all of his limbs off. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I love that element of it. And I was thinking about that as I was reading it. I was like, this is such a great friendship story. It really... So I think one of my favorite, favorite things about this book... 
long pause trying to think of the word book um is that it's fantasy yeah um and it feels wholly itself yeah i feel like there's so much fantasy that is lord of the rings with the furniture moved around right right um, it's drawing from other things yeah, yeah. and so i don't yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to sound like jaded or cynical when it comes to like talking about fantasy. But I think about like uh, Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. Which I, I re- those are really fun. They are. Yeah. Books. Yeah. Uh, I there's still like a lot of medievalism. Right. About it. There's still like monarchy yeah. in it. There's. I mean, even Harry Potter. Yeah. You know, it's like all of there are these elements of the King Arthur legend or that. Yeah. yeah. And I don't I don't want people to like come at us with like apples and oranges, American yeah. writers, British writers. Yeah. But I, I think one of the things that helps the longevity of the wonderful Wizard of Oz is it's it's freshly weird. Yes. Oh, that's such a great way to put it. Yeah, it's so freshly weird and yeah. strange where it's like, we have this land, it seems to have rules, it right. seems to have its conflicts and its issues and all these strange creatures there. Um, but it's not like, Dorothy's not the chosen one. No. She was in the house that landed on the Wicked right. Witch. Right, um, She's not on some grand adventure, but she's yeah. on these, like, she's just trying. I mean, it is a grand adventure, but she's not on a grand it adventure is, to find herself. It's not a quest. It's not a, I don't know. I, I see. She's I, not I there to say. learn Christian values <laughs> along the way. Um. <laughs> Wait a minute. She's not? <laughs> In fact, you can make the argument of the Wizard of Oz being that a story about people losing their faith. Absolutely. I totally, yes. That's a whole other um, discussion. And so one of the things, actually, when I first read this book, I knew that, pe- like, I was saying, oh, I'm reading Wizard of Oz, and all of people were like, oh, that's some really interesting political satire. Mm. And I read it when I was younger, and we've talked about being being a teenager and reading a book and yeah. not really fathoming it. Yeah. Um, but I remember reading the book and just being like, I don't know what the satire is. Right. I expected, um, I expected political figures to be named, like, Gabraham Plinkin. <laughs> like that's what I <laughs> right, right. Being a, yeah, yeah. um and uh it's not that. No. But yeah. like the way that the satire comes into play is like you have these character you have the figure of the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And he's great, but he's a he's a huckster. Yeah. Uh he's um everything is smoke and mirrors. A con man. Like the Emerald yeah. City is that because he like the glasses yeah. that the people wear. And I I just think that that's so amazing because then he's all like, I have this problem. I'm gonna have you fix it for me. Yeah. Um and if you fix it for me, great. If not, I don't have to deal with you. Right. Um right. And, and that feels like so prescient. Viscerally political. Yeah, yeah. Um, that it's like really no, it's sort of satisfying. I, I totally agree with that. I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah, he is like, how can I use you? How can I get my way? Yeah, because we don't think of Wizard of Oz as like an extra national comes in and murders several key political figures. No, no, absolutely. That's not, not the. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the way it works. Yeah. Um, but that's in a way what it's kind of what happens. What happens? Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why a book like in a musical like Wicked is so successful. Yeah. Of yeah. of people just stepping back and being like, wait a second, yeah. wait you, <laughs> and they're just waving their finger yeah. at it. So yeah. uh, that that I just think is um, what makes the book like satisfying for me. Yeah. Um, is that degree of you know. Yeah, I hadn't thought about fairy it tale, terms. fun, that degree of political commentary. Right. Um, Did you hear as a as a youngin um, the whole narrative surrounding the yellow brick rolls is the gold standard and the Emerald City is the green paper money? No, I didn't. Oh my god, that was such a thing. Like, I no, I should like, you not. I read Emerald City and Yellow Brick Road, and I think to myself, God, I like colors. <laughs> Right. Well, and I think that's what Bomb was going for. I think this yeah. was like a weird, like internet conspiracy that was like <laughs> this is his commentary. Some Illuminati. Yeah, totally. Um, I, because you know they go through the land where everything is blue, and they go through you know I, it's. I think it's a very simplistic. Yeah. Way to delineate. But yeah, there was there was in. I feel like in high school was 
when I was hearing about it that there was this whole theory that, oh, it's like a commentary on like American economics and yeah. And you could make that argument. Sure. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care enough about no, it to do that though. Nor do I. Um, yeah. That's why I didn't really read about it. That, <laughs> <laughs> it's more of like the you're at the cocktail party <laughs> and you're like. They're like, yeah, well, you know, when you got you got just got to buy short, and you're sitting there, you're like, you know, Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz was really gold standard. <laughs> just take a take a drink. Take oh, a I drink. think someone's calling me. Oh, I uh, right back. Would you look at my wrist? I <laughs> <laughs> gotta go. Um, all right, okay, yeah. and then um, one of the things I want to talk about also was the flying monkeys. And this is my note. <laughs> okay. It, in the movie. The flying monkeys are just under the umbrella of the Wicked Witch of yeah, the West. West. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they just do her bidding in the same way the Winkies do. Yeah. 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 And I the, the way I phrased it when I was trying to write about the flying monkeys, because I love the flying monkeys. I yeah. think it's a brilliant image. Yeah. Um, good enough for government work. <laughs> In the book. So yeah, so instead yeah. of just like it, it feels like one of the biggest changes outside of like the the movie spends more time in like right. drab Kansas. Yes. Um so you get the bright lively yeah. Oz uh that juxtaposition is a bit more stark. Yeah. Um but the flying monkeys is just a straight up change mm-hmm. where in the book there's a golden cap. And it's like genie rules. Yeah, yeah. And you get the three calls of the flying monkeys. You get three calls. And what I love about them is that you you can make a wish to the flying monkeys. Yeah. And the king of the flying monkeys can just say, can't, nah. can't do it. Yeah, no. Nah. No, nah, we're good. No, nah, we're, yeah, <laughs> we're union. So. <laughs> so, sorry, we can't help you with we, that. We, we can't. That's, that's the other. Um, and so, like. Yeah. It it just it feels like such a comical it is juxtaposition between like the media. It's interesting too because there is like there there's the whole segment where the king of the flying monkeys is telling the story of how we came to be like ruled by this golden yeah, cat, which feels very much like a fable. And then it's I have this request, can you do it? Or and, and he's just like no. <laughs> nah, we can't. can't. <laughs> <laughs> we are bound by the rules of yeah. the golden camp. Yeah. Would you go down to the Seven Eleven <laughs> and give me like one of those big Slurpees? It's like if they don't have red, just go to a different Seven Eleven. He's like, no, nah. no, we're not doing that. Nah. It's eleven. I <laughs> gotta get back to my wife. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's so good. That's so true. Yeah. Uh, and so it's it's just this, these weird constraints right that the, that the book has yeah and and it just plays on like this weird circumstantial logic right and the right. logic seems circumstantial and yet consistent yeah throughout the book because if you talk to any fantasy writer they're like well what are the magic rules mm, right oh uh, what right. are the magic rules what can the magic do yeah and what i like about this book is it feels like the magic makes sense but also that uh bomb did not stay up late being like, when can they use the flying monkeys? I mean, part of what I love about this book is just that it feels like a bedtime story. It just feels like Bomb is sitting with his little babies piled around him, and they're like, Daddy, tell us about Oz, and he's just making it up, you know, like oh, off man. the top of his head. Like, I just... I just I'm making a note for next week's read, because okay. that's a great point to talk... <laughs> um, it just feel It has that feeling to me. Yeah, it has them... Um... I love that. The sort of storybook yeah, quality yeah. where every chapter moves the plot forward right. but still is its own thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's like the only... I think that's part of like... The characters... Many of the characters change. Right. Um, maybe not fundamentally, but circumstantially yes. they change. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I think is really comical is how the story... As the story goes on, Dorothy's friends become just sovereign rulers. I know. <laughs> um, oh my god! Yeah. Um, to the point of like, 
why the scarecrow right in charge right. of the emerald city yeah. the cowardly lion in charge of the beasts okay i'll allow that and then the tin woodman in charge of the door the winkies, the winkies that's he's right. in charge of the winkies and if anything that storyline feels like it happens off stage yes oh absolutely yeah. um i yeah. love like i wish that i could come in and say uh yeah i was just working with um the uh the winkies <laughs> and they really like me and you're like you know what? You should rule them. Just go for it, man. And then I'd be like, that's a good idea. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I, okay, I think I will. I think I'll do that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it was for it like that. Oh, yeah. so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, but you're absolutely right with um, yeah. every chapter needed its own story. Yes. Like, And yeah. when you say like the bedtime... Like a bedtime perspective. It does. It's like, okay, a parent is going to sit down with their kid before bed and read one chapter. Exactly. Let's have an entire thing happen. Yeah. And it's so, there's just something so cozy and like, it's consistent with variety, mm -hmm. which is really nice too. Like yeah. It, and I think, you know, I think that Baum hit the nail on the head that this is a book that is going to please children. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Okay. Wanna know what I don't like about this book? Yes. Okay. Tell me. So my my first thing mm. is I think this is a product of the movie. Mm. But in the book, when they get back to the Emerald City mm -hmm. and the wizard leaves them. Yeah. And they have to figure out what to do next. Right. I'm I'm done with the book by that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like There's a lot more. I'm like, there's more bullshit yeah, yeah, yeah. that we gotta go through. <laughs> I can't deal with this. And in the movie, it's just like Linda comes in and it's like, oh, the shoes, you're good. Because they already have that one twist. Yeah. Like, you think the book is going to be, go to the wizard, and right. the wizard is going to tell you what to do. Right. I can, I can abide, go to the wizard, and the wizard says, you got to do something for me. Right. And then you got to go kill the Wicked Witch. Yeah. Because that makes sense. That's like set up. Yeah, totally. Like, that's set up at the beginning. Right. It's not set up that, like, you go to the wizard, you do this thing for him, and then you got to go do this, yeah. this other thing. At that point, yeah, it feels yeah. like a laundry list. <laughs> Some sort right. of fairy tale honey do list right. of you don't want to have another journey. Yeah. We already had the journey. We're good. Yeah. yeah. If I was Dorothy, I'd be like, I'm gonna take a couple of weeks. <laughs> We're on the Emerald City. My right. good friend, the new ruler, is in charge now. Yeah. Give myself a house. Yeah. Just chill. Just there. Be like, maybe there's a school there. Yeah. Learn like cool Oz shit. Oh my god. Can uh, you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> Learn some shiz. Some shiz. Um. And <laughs> So that was the first thing that bothered okay. me. And then the second thing was something that I didn't think about the first time I read this. But especially compared to next week's book, mm -hmm. I found the language mm -hmm. of the book itself to be fairly drab. That's true. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's such a beautiful, magical, vibrant right. world. Right. But I feel like the, the actual language that he uses is so plain it is very plain um and it, one it makes it very accessible yeah um yeah. but two it, it doesn't make it super engaging it adds a there is an element of charm i think that comes with the yes. plain language but i also appreciate what you're saying that there's nothing exciting mm -hmm. there's nothing you know it's not like dorothy says something and you're like wow <laughs> I can't believe. D Dor <laughs> it's like D Dorothy says, sure, I'll help you. Yeah. Instead of, by God's light, <laughs> I was sent here and put on this path for many a purpose. Right. It seems that our quests have intertwined. <laughs> I shall see it through, fair scarecrow, that you right. will have your brain and I will return home. And it's just, is there, for I am the chosen one. <laughs> Exactly, right? right. Like, you know, it's, there is that balance. But I, I, I understand that. Even the descriptions, everything is very plain. At no point is Dorothy like, I rule this place now. Yeah, yeah. The other characters, maybe. Right. Uh, but Dorothy doesn't. Yeah. And I think that's what's important. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, well, you know what? Maybe Oz belongs to me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that would be an amazing spin-off. 
cigarette out on a munchkin. <laughs> Get over here, flag monkey. I got the golden cap. <laughs> it's time that Oz passes this desert and enters a new age. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a really good point, though, about the language. That's That's interesting. So those are my two big things. Yeah. Because overall, I think the fact that it's freshly weird... Um, and I think is a great example of a book that inspires children to question power structures. Yes, absolutely. In more books, I think more children's books just need need to do that. that. Like the idea where the moral isn't, (sighs) bear with me on this one. It's okay. The moral isn't blindly listen to your parents. Right. It's empathize with your parents. No, totally. Uh, don't blindly follow wizards right. who you don't know if they're good at what they do yeah, yeah. um like make your own path and forge your own path and yeah um taking all the information you get because it's like Dor- dorothy isn't like jilted in the long run no she's like i got all these cool friends yeah, and yeah. and she, she's like you know what end of the day broke even right exactly <laughs> i yeah. got home had a, yeah. had a fun adventure yeah. Got these new shoes that maybe they still work. Don't know. Who knows? Don't yeah. have time for the 13 sequels. <laughs> I know. Um, oh, my God. Uh, with that. But uh, those, yeah, those are my, like, two things. What, yeah. are, what are your thoughts? So it's funny because I wouldn't have thought of the, the plain language initially. But now that you say that, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, it could have been a little more. I feel like it, even, like, if the descriptions had been more flowery or something like that, that would have been fun. Um, I totally agree with you about the final quest to find Linda. I'm like, <laughs> come on, guys. Like, really? Hollywood had it right. Ha- Hollywood had it Hollywood right for Hollywood. once. G- gets yes. it wrong most of the time. Yeah, most of the time, but they had it right in that one. Yeah. Linda just needed to show up in her bubble and be like, oh, hey, the shoes. I feel similarly about next week's read as well, but that's, oh, for, that's for next week. Okay, um, okay. It's chicken run. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, okay. So, um, with that, you want to go into rabbits? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Do you oh, want to go first? Oh, my do you? God. Um, so, I am going to go... Hmm. I haven't thought about rabbits yet, Jack. <laughs> I feel very on the spot. Yeah, this is the this first is time hard. we've ever done rabbits. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go three and three quarters rabbits. Three and three quarters yeah, rabbits? Yeah. I am 100% in agreement with you. Woo! How often does that happen? Three. Actually, that happens That happens pretty often. <laughs> We're not that different. <laughs> Maybe this is a really boring podcast. <laughs> yeah, if we, like, disagreed more. A bu- like, a, a book yeah. review podcast where they're like, I think all of us are going to murder each other. <laughs> Uh, we're like, like making s'mores. You're like, I mean, brought yeah. a charcuterie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> three and three quarters. I was thinking three and a half. Yeah. But yeah. I, I will give it that. Um, I want to give it that the, little edge. That little edge. Yeah. yeah. Three and three quarters. Because um, I think I think honestly, like, of all of the books that came out in 1900 America. I mean, this is the one that I'm reading. It's the one I'm reading. It's yeah. probably one of yeah. the one of, if not the most least problematic. Uh, yup. <laughs> <laughs> That is a very good point. I hate, yeah. like, saying that feels like it's inviting people to be like, well, actually, oh, um, yeah. the Winkies killed my dad. <laughs> so you're here giving voice to these Winkies. Oh, my God. And now when people email us with, like, a legitimate, like, rebuttal, I'm going to feel like a bigger asshole well, for that. they can add us. It's fine. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Us. But, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Great. Sweet. Sweet. This is great. Wizard of Oz, folks, read it. Read it, check read it. Read the wonderful Wizard of Oz. The wonderful Wizard of Oz. Be like my my friend's family and read the entire series. Yeah. As a family, which is so lovely. Yeah. And so. they never watched the movie. They read the entire series and didn't watch the movie until I, later. I feel like that's the way to do it. Right? That's the way. Yeah. And then you watch the movie and they're like, wow, they really, they really trimmed it down. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. um, and then... Uh, forgot to say this at the beginning but we yes. talked about it earlier yeah took my mom to see wicked oh so lovely um and uh it's really fun yeah seeing wicked because my mom knows this about herself she's fussy <laughs> <laughs> she's fussy with her media mm-hmm. um so wicked was fun 
Good. We'd never, I, I didn't know anything about the story. Are you familiar with the, have you I, seen it? So I've read the book, the Gregory Maguire book. I haven't. I, I want to read it. It's quite good. I highly recommend it. Um, and I've heard the music, but I've not seen the stage play Wicked. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a great piece yeah. of um, theater. Um, I think the first act is better than the second act. Fair, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, my mom and I had a very passionate discussion in the Uber ride. Oh. <laughs> Back from um oh from the, the opera house to Wellington Station, okay. um, <laughs> where we're talking about how she um sometimes just doesn't pay attention, uh-huh. and many times I care too much that she doesn't oh, pay attention. No. <laughs> so we're there having these passionate um, and I won't spoil it here because yeah. Wicked still it's a good experience, yeah. but both of us were like that second act is kind of dumb. <laughs> Um, uh, so there's there's a really a lot of really wonderful stuff yeah. in Wicked, but my mom walked away thinking um, Alphabet's name was Alphabet. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> so she was walking out That's of unfortunate. She she was walking out of the theater being like Alphabet, I am your father. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which is which is really great, and wow. so we're going and we're having like this this heated discussion yeah. in the back seat of this Uber, and then we get to our destination, and the Uber driver is like, uh, "We're like, thank you, thank you for the ride," and he's like, "No, no, thank you, very wonderful people." <laughs> and, <laughs> after listening to you argue, after about listening Wicked. to us just go off on that Wicked. Is so funny! <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Oh, my my mom leaning over with like commentary. Oh. She's like. I thought she had a twin sister. <laughs> I thought she was supposed to melt in water. Oh, wow. And I was like, will you will you just watch it? She's like, I read the book, okay? I know the story. So funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> she didn't read the book, but she knew the story. She knew the story. Oh. <laughs> I actually wanted to share a really beautiful moment that I had with watching the Wizard of Oz movie. I went to see it. It was playing outdoors at the Hat Shell mm-hmm. years ago. And so it was like me and a group of friends, and um, we were watching. And first, during Somewhere Over the Rainbow, all these little kids are singing along with it, which is just very sweet mm-hmm. and endearing. But then, the moment that brought so much joy to my heart is when Toto escapes from Miss Gulch. Everybody started cheering and clapping, <laughs> and it it's was like that like Tinkerbell moment. This beautiful moment of like everyone's like, "Yeah, Toto!" In, in you know out in the yeah. park at the hat shell and it was like this I don't know it was it's very this amazing so not not to localize this but yeah. I think if you've listened to every episode of summer reading podcast so Hopefully. far you know that Marty and I are both four from Massachusetts <laughs> yes <laughs> just to if you need excuses to make this like the least diverse <laughs> host team oh, no. um uh but. <laughs> I had never been in a theater seeing a theatrical production where it felt more like a sporting event. Yeah, oh, I believe where, that. And, and I was like, it feels like I'm at a Celtics game. Oh, that's so um, funny. And, and like, uh, Alphabet comes out onto the stage. Yeah. The whole house erupts in applause. Oh, God. You see Defying Gravity, like the vamp begins. Yeah, And yeah. you hear all, like, you hear the rumble of... Like just get where people are like, this is the song. This, this is, is the song. That's great. And I and oh like whether or not I was all like, this is the best theater experience of my life. Right. I was all like, this is theater. This is yeah. This is amazing. That's these really cool. these people just like in love yeah. with this piece of media and yeah. and, and sort of uh, engaging and interacting with all these right. other people. Right. And actually, there's a production of they're calling it "And Your Little Dog Too" at Teatro Chelsea that we should go see together. Oh yeah, let's check it out. Yeah. All right. Okay. We'll all see. right. Okay. Sorry. We all right. Just, sweet. We so rambled. So, uh, so well, I I kind of wanted it. That was our after after adventure adventure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so absolutely. Uh, on point. On brand. Yeah. For today. Of course. Uh, okay. So, uh, th- thank you. We have been the summer reading podcast. We have. Um, In person. Yay. One of the things I think. We should reach out to uh, our good lad Nathan. Aww. Is e- either we could do it with the stuff we already have, and mm-hmm. Mom, you can include this or not. Um, but have like pre-credits music. Oh yeah, do that. That'd so, be great. Yeah, so that 
Yeah, yeah, we might do that. So, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> inside baseball. Um, so, <laughs> so we have been the Summer Reading Podcast. Our music is by Nathan Morrissey. He's a good lad. Indeed. You can find him at Nathan.Morrissey77 on Instagram. Um, and our editor is my wonderful, amazing, brilliant, lovely mom, Thanks, uh, mom. Rosa. You can find her on Instagram and on Etsy. At crochet, crochet well, crochet well, and she's she's launching. Last she said she was launching a second Etsy store. Oh, cool! Or something. So one was like for products, and one's for patterns that she was oh, making or okay. something. But okay. we'll not we'll cro- cross that bridge when we get to it. We'll get to it. Um, yeah. Uh, you can reach us at summerreadingpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've yet to check. <laughs> I've yet to same. check it. Um, uh, but the only thing there right now, I would imagine, is like spam of some, Probably, some sort. Probably, sure. uh, I have been your professor, Jack Kroll. And I have been your librarian, Marty Mason. Won't you join us next week? Please. For, do you want to announce it? Matilda. Matilda by Roald Dahl. Uh, we will hear you then. Yes. <laughs>